American Association of Nurse Practitioners. I'm your host, AANP President April Kapu, and this is NP Pulse, the voice of the nurse practitioner. Welcome to NP Pulse, AANP's official podcast, bringing you unique nurse practitioner voices and expertise on issues that matter to NPs and our patients. Advanced practice nursing continues to grow worldwide with the NP role emerging as an important part of the solution for healthcare access in countries across the globe. Today, we are honored to speak with Bongi Sabanda, who was in 2018 AANP International Advanced Practice Nurse Ambassador. Bongi became a nurse in her homeland of Zimbabwe and currently teaches and practices in London. Now an APN leader and academic with expertise in international healthcare workforce education, Bongi is dual trained as an emergency and primary care nurse practitioner. In 2018, she led the Anglophone Africa APN Coalition Project, which was supported by the International Council of Nurses APN Network, the AANP International Committee, and several global APN stakeholders. In 2020, recommendations made by this coalition were incorporated into ICN APN guidelines. Bongi currently works at an NHS trust in London, where she leads the organization's work on multi-professional advanced practice workforce development and governance. She has served on regional, national, and international boards, including the Africa Forum for Primary Care Boards, the NHS England International Nursing Recruitment Advisory Group, and the AANP International Committee. Bongi has testified before the United Nations about the urgent need for education and resources in Africa, as well as the potential for improved care in Africa through the introduction of the NP role. I'm excited to welcome Bongi Sabanda to this podcast. Welcome to NP Pulse, Bongi. It's so nice to have you here with us today. Oh, it's wonderful. Thank you for having me today. Bongi, I have been following you for years, just following your career and so much you have been doing to advance the work of healthcare, advanced practice, and nurse practitioners across the globe. I am excited for our listeners to be able to hear from you today. And so let's just get started. And and Bongi, tell us a little bit more about what you do, um, how many years you've been a nurse practitioner, just a little bit more about your background. Sure. Oh, I don't know where we start because we could be here for the whole week. Um, 
I am currently uh, based in London where I uh, lead advanced practice development within an NHS trust. So I am responsible for strategy, governance and education leadership development across multi-professional um, advanced practitioners. So the UK, the UK has a slightly different uh, um, approach into advanced practice, particularly in England. So we have uh, different groups of professions, registered healthcare professionals, who include nurses, um, majority of course, just like the rest of the world, but we also have midwives, we have pharmacists, we have our allied health professionals and health scientists developing into advanced practice role. So this is my main day-to-day -day job, um, facilitating that development across the four pillars of advanced practice, education, clinical practice, research, leadership and management. Uh, but I do wear other heads as well um, outside my normal job um, and these uh, in, in include the sitting in steering groups for Health Education England. Okay. I sit in the London HEE steering group where we're looking at commissioning and advancing practice and advanced practice leadership mm -hmm. and I also contribute to uh, at national level to the inclusivity group where we were really looking at how we can include all advanced practice um, workforce uh, group including those who are coming from protected characteristics and to ensure that our advanced practice workforce nationally is reflective of the communities we serve in our local uh, groups. That's sort of from an, uh, a London perspective and what I do within England. Mm -hmm. um, and I have been doing uh, working as an advanced nurse practitioner for 12 years now, mm -hmm. mostly in emergency care. But I then moved in the last eight years, I've been practicing mainly at interface, so agent care and primary care. Okay. Uh, clinically to see my patients. That's where my population is. Overall, I've been a nurse for 21 years, having qualified in Zimbabwe, which is my homeland. Okay. Wow. You have done so much and you continue to do so much across the globe to advance nursing practice. I'm just, um, just so much that you have done and continue to do. Now, Bongi, tell us a little bit more about um, what made you go into nursing in the first place? I'm very interested. What what compelled you to be a nurse? Well, for me, interestingly, this was a natural process, really. I felt I was born a nurse, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's how I have been, whether it was... Growing up as a kid, I was uh, looking and after my siblings and doing things that you would expect somebody older than me to do. And I really loved education part of things. So I would um, help my teacher in primary schools. I was sort of identified as a gifted child when I was in primary school. So I'll finish my work maybe 50% of the time I'll finish it before others could finish and I'll go and help other students as well who are struggling uh, together with the teacher and that's just how I was. I loved s supporting people, caring for people and uh, helping to educate people. It was really at that transition for me at 17 to just move into nursing. I knew I wanted to do that. I, I love didn't even that. have a plan B. <laughs> you were born a nurse. I, I love that. And so how did you how did you come to find out about the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, AANP? 
uh, the ANP really started uh, when I wanted to do advanced practice. So um, I remember it was 2009 and I was at a conference. Uh, that was an emergency conference. I was okay. still not, uh, not fairly junior uh, in, my, in my roles, what we'll call a band six level uh, in, um, a, a, in, um, uh, in the UK. So it's sort of a second step really to, to, to leadership. Mm -hmm. And um, I was at that point where I really um, didn't know whether I wanted to stay in clinical practice or I wanted to do research or I wanted to be a leader, but I really loved everything about it. So I went into this to this conference and I learned about advanced practice, mm -hmm. but this was from an emergency perspective. Um, and uh, immediately I knew that's what I, I wanted to do when they talked about the four pillars. I just went, that is me. That's exactly what I want to do. So I went to my consultant nurse and, um, and had a chat with her. I wasn't aware that there were any other roles outside emergency uh, that were advanced practice. Then I had a look um, uh, around London and the university I wanted to do my master's in. It was, I initially wanted to do a master's in primary care, so now I was revisiting that after the conference. And I found out that they had a route for advanced nurse practitioner, so you could be MSc uh, primary care in as an advanced nurse practitioner. Okay. Just like that. So when I got that, uh, it was a dual, it was a, a, a dual award from two universities. One is a medical school. Uh, school focus and the other is health professions including nursing the person there happened to be an american trained nurse practitioner who was leading the course okay. um uh, yes uh, dr carol carolyn cox uh, okay. and uh, and then so i learned our model really was um uh, was aligned to the training in the in the in the in the u.s in terms of nurse practitioner um and obviously taking into context um the uh, way we are trained here in the uk following the royal college of nursing competences for advanced nurse practitioner so that is how during our leadership and management modules i got to learn about the american nurse um, uh, the, the american the association of american nurse practitioner and uh, learned about the APRN consensus model okay. uh, and and that is yeah that is how it all started uh, before I went to do the DNP okay okay and now you um, applied for our international ambassador uh, program and you are one of our first international ambassadors how did you find out about that Oh wow! <laughs> uh, there is there is actually so much to to that getting that award um, uh, that is uh, so personal about it for me. So I um I I visited uh, the U.S. Uh, in 2017 as part of my elective uh, DNP education leadership. Okay. And visited um, uh, mainly two institutions in Boston and Kentucky uh, and spent time with um, DNP educators and DNP leaders. 
Um, and uh, I then got to find out about the association, or the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, um, through one of my mentors, okay. um, uh, Dr. Kathy Weller. I know and, her. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yes. <laughs> so um, after that, I then decided that I actually, I actually became a member of the ANP just after I left the U.S. in 2017 to come back to the um, U.K. So I really um, loved what was available in there. And so when the uh, in international ambassador scholarships opened up, I really had all that information coming from the ANP. And that was a good opportunity for me to really start and, and apply. Okay. And now, I mean, not only have you been our international ambassador, you've presented often, you're on several of our committees, our international committee, uh, including our international committee. I know you sit on one of our editorial boards and do so much uh, for us as an organization, but are continuing to lead across the globe. And, and, and more recently, you have really led um, and represented advanced practice um, with the World Health Organization and with the Anglophone Project. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. The um, uh, International ANP Ambassador Scholarship was really a route towards the success we have had. So um, with the Anglophone, at the time I was in fact already working on helping to support development of advanced practice in Anglo-Africa. African countries, so the English-speaking countries um, where I had contacts. Uh, and uh, what really we wanted to do was to help um, governments, and in especially the African WHO systems, to prioritize development of advanced practice. Okay. And as you can imagine, um, uh, in many African countries, primary care workforce comprises of nurses. And we know that from evidence, really, they play a key role as advanced practitioners particularly from the evidence we draw from uh, colleagues who have been doing it for decades, such as um, in Botswana, where the uh, feminist practitioner role has been there for, for 40 years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we knew that all some of our African colleagues were having to move to Botswana to actually train and then practice as nurse practitioners in their home country. Yeah. But what we also uh, knew was that there were gaps between what was available for uh, for our colleagues to be educated at advanced practice level uh, and what the um, universities were providing. Mm -hmm. And um, many of my colleagues, whether they were in the U.S. or in the U.K., were trying very hard to facilitate those institutions to train um, uh, advanced practitioners in their respective countries. But this was not coordinated. We were just doing it all haphazardly, so mm -hmm. trying all of us trying to, 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 to support people, but not in a coordinated way. And, um, uh, and we, most of us were doing it voluntary as well as part of our whether I'm going for leave in Zimbabwe, I'll go and teach and right. I'll go and support. But we know that is not sustainable and we know that um, uh, depending on issues such as uh, donors and, um, uh, and periodic voluntary is not the ideal for any primary health care system to be sustainable. Right. So we then did what um, uh, 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 Dr. Desmond to, to say is that uh, there comes a time where we need to stop 
pulling people out of the river. We need to go upstream, find out why they are falling into into the river in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I went, I took that on board and uh, I sort of took um, what I'll call is um, uh, leadership without authority. <laughs> Okay. And <laughs> I headed to our communities where I had contacts or where my parents came from um, to really speak to members of parliament, so the politicians, the senators that are responsible for those areas, um, to see if we can engage them and, um, uh, and start developing um, uh, a, 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 an advanced practice workforce together with medical leaders and some nursing leaders as well. So this started as a local community focused mm -hmm. uh, issue in Zimbabwe. But however, after really close collaboration and working together, it escalated to a subcontinental um, issue and we engaged with our WHO health systems leadership uh, and at the end of 2018 in October we managed to put together a proposal um, for APN policy development which was delivered to the WHO health systems and in 2021, I was able to uh, present that to the WHO Chief Nurse Elizabeth Iro okay. and the ICN APN Chair, uh, Dr. Melanie Rogers. Okay, well, that's wonderful. And so now, um, well on the way to increase standardization of education and training across many countries, which is just amazing uh, to see and all of your efforts and, and over the years but really in in a short period of time now you're here in the UK or you're in the UK and you're working there and you have really stepped up as a leader there in the UK as well I've seen a lot of the different works you've done at conferences and with your healthcare systems and with NHS so tell me more about what you're doing in terms of advancing leadership in advanced practice? Well, there is a lot um, really uh, within the UK itself here, right? So uh, in terms of education, I, um, I have been an educator uh, on the MSc advanced practice as a senior lecturer, um, for, for particularly for the advanced clinical assessment module uh, in the past. Uh, but now I work as an honorable senior lecturer at a local university where I not only um, uh, teach uh, advanced practice uh, courses, but also I am an examiner for the medical students as well as the physician's associates, so the physician assistants from a U.S. perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm helping uh, to lead uh, the development of advanced practice and consultant level practice as well, not only within my organizations, but uh, at sub-regional level as well. So representing uh, ACP uh, leaders from our region, what we call an, an, an integrated care system from, from South Southwest London. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 it was yet last year or maybe the year before that I was able to join one of the conferences that you organized uh, there, and you had several advanced practice leaders in midwifery as nurse practitioners. Um, joining together to talk about their programs and challenges and opportunities and growth. And I was so impressed with the increasing number of leaders as nurse practitioners growing programs where a very, very 
uh, as solid programs in terms of training and educating nurse practitioners, nurse midwives, but led by nurse practitioners and nurse midwives. So it was training for NPs training for NPs, which was really very impressive. Um, now you had received a grant or more than one grant from the NHS. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because the healthcare system there in the UK is very different, of course, from here in the US. Um, I think there are pros and really things to learn from uh, the healthcare system that you have there. Can you tell us a little bit more about the NHS and then what you've done to evolve education there? Um, yes, uh, so it's very interesting though, though, though we have these differences, actually there are some similarities with it and I still draw quite a number of um, uh, activities I do from the US, as you can imagine, the US has been the longest uh, established nurse practitioner workforce and, um, and, and especially in terms of innovation. So with um, uh, my grant, the grant inst uh, for instance that we go to Actually, it was a co-applied uh, grant with Maposa at the time. So we got a grant from Health Education England, and this was specifically to develop um, advanced practice supervision workforce. Okay. Um, and what I then did was really to draw most of my innovation from the work I've been doing with U.S. colleagues, particularly from the Society of um, uh, Entrepreneurs uh, and, lead and Leaders, so Sonsiel. I, I would uh, describe myself as an entrepreneur. So with an I, um, entrepreneurness practitioner, I like doing big things in, with big organizations. So with that fund, we have been able to really uh, establish uh, not only uh, the supervision workforce, but we've been able to develop systems uh, which makes work-based learning um, and um, and support for our for our advanced practice trainees to be really uh, at a really exceptional standard and to align mm. with the priorities of for health education England so the NHS um, has done significant work with health education England particularly to standardize advanced practice um, uh, in in England uh, it remains um, not regulated separately from initial regulation. Okay. Means so we don't have a separate um, regulation for advanced practice, although discussions um, are, are happening at national level on way forward. But however, in 2017, Health Education England came up with a framework for multi-professional advanced practice, which has helped us to standardize um, education to standardize uh, governance um, and ensure that really we are producing advanced practitioners who are fit for purpose right and right. and I, I am constantly involved um, in that uh, in that work both at re a regional level in London here and as well as a at national level contributing to um, to the p to that piece of work as well as we continue to develop our advanced practice workforce yeah, you've been working so hard to develop the workforce. And I what that does really is highlights that advanced practice nurses, nurse practitioners have really met 
much of the need that we are seeing in healthcare, not just here in the US, but across the globe, that there are significant needs in patient care, access to care, um, resources for care, and that nurses, advanced practice nurses, have really stepped up to meet that need. So how do you see um, the current state and the future state of nurse practitioners and, and how they're serving in, in many different countries across the globe? This is really a, a great opportunity. And if anything, uh, we have seen through the pandemic how important it is to to have um, advanced practitioners uh, and to particularly nurse practitioners, not only for underserved communities, but also in urban communities. So we have seen um, the limitations of what scopes of practice can do. And right. we've seen uh, some areas open those scopes of practice during the, the height of the pandemic, um, such as prescription authority um, and the restrictions that some or some some of them used to happen in some of the um, states in the U.S., for instance. We mm -hmm. also had restrictions in the in the U.K. and particularly around our how our prescribing scope of practice work, and um, and uh, really we'll have to revisit a number of areas to see how we can expand and ensure that everyone is uh, performing and is given the opportunity to work to uh, to, to, the, to their level of uh, practice as well without any hindrances and right. we have to ensure that uh, really we have that right touch for regulation we are no not over regulating people such that we still through innovation but also we're just doing that regulation appropriate to maintain a uh, public protection. So we'll have to expand the nurse practitioner workforce um, across countries really to strengthen um, health systems. And uh, we'll have to really draw some of the evidence that is already there. We know we've got uh, plenty of evidence from the State of the World Nursing Report. And as we go ahead at country level to implement the strategic directions for nursing and midwifery from the WHO, those are the things we need to be embracing and um, discussing with our policymakers and being there at policy tables uh, to ensure that advanced practice workforce is expanded to meet uh, population needs. Right, right. So nurses have really stepped up to meet that demand. And now you and others have done so much to standardize the education, the training internationally so that we could um, sufficiently meet that demand, but also move ahead and modernize our healthcare system. And now we need to update our laws, our regulations, remove those unnecessary barriers to care so that we can provide that care. And you've done so much um, in so many countries to do that. How do you see us working closer together across the globe across the world um, so that we can have standards for advanced practice and we can reach more patients and provide that patient care more together that we can be stronger and more unified together in the works that we are doing that's a great question really um and i think it's it's 
starts with uh, where we always start as, um, uh, as nurse practitioners and educators to draw on the evidence, what the evidence tells. Um, and for, for instance, when we're working on the Anglophone um, uh, project, um, I drew the evidence uh, from the APRN consensus model mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and the evidence on uh, developing policies for advanced practice. So the conceptual policy framework that I applied to get to where we were uh, and where we are now with the Anglophone Africa work um, from the work from uh, Dr. Madrin Shoba. Okay. And uh, drawing that evidence is very important uh, to ensure us we work also collaboratively. So how do we embed interprofessional education and collaborative practice, not only within our next uh, practitioner leadership internationally, but across industries? How do we right. draw from uh, economics? How do we draw from politics? And how do we draw from uh, our legislators uh, and so on and so forth. But from a, a nurse practitioner perspective, um, really the International um, Committee for ANP has really played a significant role, not only with the ambassador work, but uh, when I was uh, developing the Anglophone um, work, I was supported throughout by my mentor from who is a fellow of the ANP, um, uh, Dr. Amina Miller, and together with Kathy Willa, they supported me. We delivered um, uh, more workshops on policy, on education and leadership in Ghana collaboratively. They were right. offline, but although they were online. And and the ICN APN network, so the work, the collaboration that the NP and uh, and the ICN NP APN work are doing, it's so important, uh, such that we are able to drive advanced practice workforce throughout the globe together, and and working with other organisations that are doing the same as well. So mm -hmm. even for here in the UK, I had um, yourself coming in and, uh, and and working with us on the conference. I also had my other colleagues who are from Sonsiel supporting um, supporting our innovation in advanced practice. So I had the chief nurse for Microsoft uh, who uh, who also supported uh, the workshop as well for, for innovation. Um, and it is that collaboration, I think that would be key for us to continue to drive advanced practice and serve our communities to the best um, of our abilities. Definitely collaboration across the world or internationally for advanced practice nurses, for nurse practitioners, but interprofessionally. That is so important that we're all working together. We've identified there are critical issues in healthcare and healthcare access, and we have really started to look into how can we best address this. And I love the quote uh, that you stated early, earlier by Desmond Tutu, and that was, there comes a point where we need to stop just pulling people out of the river. We need to go upstream and find out why they're falling in. And that's exactly what you have done. And that is exactly what you have done in collaboration with the World Health Organization, certainly in collaboration with the NHS, uh, with all of the organizations in Africa, across the UK, and here um, with the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. Bongi, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners today about advanced practice, about patient care, or anything that you're doing? 
Yes, only uh, really um, some of my lessons that I have learned um, uh, f f from uh, working uh, uh, at different levels and with different organizations. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that um, uh, I've always, always used as my pillar uh, is that um, it, it's really a quote from actually Dr. John Maxwell that everything um, rises and falls on leadership. So right. as advanced practitioners, every day we are leading um, and we are going to have um, challenges. But what we need to do is to learn from those challenges each and every day to be better at what we are delivering. So my weapon for doing that is through education. So it is, as Nelson Mandela says, um, the, the most powerful weapon which we can use to change the world. And you are going to find that in most of my posts. I use education, so I hope uh, any of our listeners today or NS practitioners out there really choose what their weapon from those four pillars uh, is going to be as they um, uh, proceed with advancing practice and serving communities. Exactly, and, and for our listeners, if you haven't followed Fongi Sabanda already on LinkedIn and social media, her posts are always so interesting. They're educating, they're inspiring, they're inspiring for leaders um, in, in all professions, but certainly for nurse practitioners. I want to also just highlight the fact that I just keep going back to, you were one of our first international ambassadors. So for any listeners that um, are in different countries that might be interested in applying for this program, please consider going to our website and reading more about our international ambassador program. Bongi, you're part of our international committee here with AANP, and you all work hard to strengthen that program so that many will apply. And I know that we'll be seeing you all this summer as uh, you all travel to Florida, to Orlando, to our national conference. I can't wait to see all of the international ambassadors, not only your cohort, but the cohort in 2020, 2021, all coming together. So it's going to be really exciting. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today, Bongi. It's just been so neat to learn more about what's happening outside of the U.S. and across the globe as you are working so hard with so many others to really elevate the practice of nurse practitioners and reach more patients and provide that much-needed patient care. Thank you so much, April. It's been such a pleasure having a chat with you today. And I look forward to seeing everyone in Florida. That'll be really fun. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. And we will look forward to seeing you very soon. Thank you, Bongi. It was a pleasure to speak with you today and learn more about the exciting work you're doing, the innovations within the global healthcare workforce, and standardization of advanced practice nursing worldwide, including removing barriers that currently prevent APNs from working at the top of their education in order to make an even more positive impact on the health of patients in countries across the globe. To our listeners, please visit the podcast description on whichever platform you're listening to access resources from this episode. No matter where you practice, 
AANP has a wealth of educational resources to support you. And recently, AANP has enhanced its resources to support the busy practitioner's health and well being, including the new In Power Wellness Program for NPs. Your AANP membership supports these many resources, as well as advocacy efforts for nurse practitioners and our patients on critical issues that include full and direct access to care, equity and payment, and the modernization of outdated laws and regulations. I encourage you to get involved with AANP, your NP community, and add your voice to those of our NP colleagues within the United States and internationally. Please subscribe to this podcast, share with your colleagues, and check back regularly for new episodes. And as always, be kind, be safe, be effective, and be the voice of the nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm.